This foot care tip is brought to you by Latin Jam. Latin Jam's newest CD release includes two CDs of the best Latin music, featuring the samba, cha cha cha, rumba, pasodoble, and salsa. Listen to the sound clips of the ultimate in Latin music at www.latinjam.com. For full transcripts, register for Dancecape Easy at www.dancecape.com. Dance is passion. Hi, Andy. I would like to thank you for agreeing to participate in an interview with Dancecape. Do you have any advice、um, being a, pod- a podiatrist? Do you have any advice for your Dancecape fans in terms of how they can properly look after their feet, prevent injury? Yeah, the best way to do it, I'll tell you, is to change your shoes. God, not by changing. Wear a different style shoe as much as you can because if there's pressure points in certain areas that are consistent and chronic, you will develop tendinitis or sinuses in those areas. So, if you change your shoe style and type, it'll vary these pressure points so no one point takes a beating all the time. That's excellent. And are there any、um, exercises that you recommend? Yeah, you, can, you, you, you can't really exercise. You can exercise the muscles in your feet. Some say grab a towel and roll it up and set the other. But your feet are strong. Dancers' feet are normally strong anyway.、Uh, flexibility is what you can. You know, practice, of course, but really, it's really important to seek help as soon as you get symptoms of anything, and to vary your shoes, and even sometimes not to practice in your dance shoes unless it's specifically right before a competition where you want to get used to that height of a heel or whatever. That's why these capizio sneakers are getting so big. Because、mm-hmm. a lot of people now are getting into capizios for practice sessions and whatever, because the muscle memory, you know, with, with the routine, is what you're practicing basic, basically. Your technique, of course, with the height and the style shoe you have, may vary slightly, and you may want to get into your final height of a heel in your last few practices before you're going to comp, so you get used to that height. But the extreme high heels. You never saw anybody wear three and a half, three-inch heels years ago. Two and a half-inch heels was it. Two-inch even better, because girls, especially, are restricted in their hip action. The higher the heel gets, you can't settle. Can't bring down your heel. Can't do your hip action as well. Plus, it puts you forward. It restricts a lot of what you do, and it gives you a lot of toe and ball of the foot pain. Especially if you practice in that height consistently. You know, if you want to practice in a two-inch heel and then go to a two and a half to three for competition, I would only put those shoes on a week or two before to get used to that height, so it doesn't throw you. But prior to that, very you should have at least two separate pairs of practice shoes. Okay. And that's the best thing to take care of your feet to not get symptoms of chronic, what they call overuse,、right. overuse syndrome, where there's a constant pressure in one area all the time, all the time. And that's the best way to do that. Are there any remedies for after a dance class that、um, you know? Some dancers have iced their feet, keep them、yeah. above your heart, like any basic、um, things. If they do feel a little bit of pain, but they don't feel it's enough to go to a doctor. Um, it's just you know they've had a really hard practice. There's two philosophies. My philosophy is ice. Right. And then the reason is I don't know if you know the reason, but the reason is heat 
will soothe you and make you feel good while you have the heat. The heat will bring uh, superficial circulation to the skin area, but heat can only penetrate as far as the dermis, which is the underlying tissue. Because if the heat penetrated further, you would actually have to cook your foot. Ice, on the other hand, can get right to bone. Now, the benefit of ice is, number one, it has an analgesic effect because once it gets to the bone, it kind of numbs the area up. Number two, it keeps the swelling down. It keeps the inflammation down. And then when you remove the ice, the benefit is the muscle, the vessels automatically dilate to bring a lot of blood to the area to warm it up again. And that's where the healing comes in. So heat will make you feel good while it's there, but it's only going to bring blood basically to the skin level. Ice will dilate through muscle to bone. Okay. But you want to do ice. For me. Now, you know, psychologically, oh, I rub this blue stuff on my knee, and if you, all right, great. If it makes you feel good, do it. But, you know, speaking physiologically, ice is the way to go for an ache or a pain, especially any tendonitis, any bursitis, any swelling. If you notice after a football game or a hockey game, what do they do? They wrap a big ice pack right. around an area. They don't put them in a heat. They'll get into a contrast bath. They'll put a whirlpool and then put them, you know, with ice cubes. And that's basically to get the benefit of both. But for real analgesic and healing effect, ice and Advil which is a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory agent, which helps also keep the pain and swelling down. If something persists to the point where you have chronic pain in an area, it pays to get somebody to look at it. Right. It could be nothing more than the shoe you're wearing and not even what you're doing. I have problems with a knee because of what I did back then in the Roomba. We kept this one line in the lunge where the girl would be on one leg, kind of like stretched out over it. And the more I practiced, the more I practiced, and it hurt, it hurt, it hurt. And then after it would go away, kind of. Well, it got to the point where it never really went away all the way. So basically, I was doing damage, even though I knew that I wasn't supposed to, by just doing this move. That's another thing, doing a move over and over and over again, especially a move that requires you know, inordinate amounts of stretching or leaning, you know what I mean, a floor line. Like, guys are doing floor lines and possibly on their knees. Wear knee pads while you're practicing. Because if you don't, you're going to develop a knee problem eventually if you do it long enough. Right. So you, you, want, to, you want to vary what you do. You want to change your shoes as much as you can. Prior to competition, get into your comp shoes that you're practicing then. But don't beat the hell out of your feet for months in advance with a three-inch heel with all the straps as tight as they can be. There's no real reason for that. Okay. And what about um, shin splints or muscle cramps? Do you have any advice for those as well? Yeah, if you have shin splints, you basically are pronating. You probably need a support because a shin splint, basically when the foot pronates and flattens, there's a muscle that wants to hold the arch up that is attached to the shin. And because it's pulling so hard to hold the arch up at the foot level, it's also pulling at its origin, which is the anterior edge of the tibia. That becomes inflamed. And they call it a shin splint. What you do with that is the same thing. Get yourself a good set of orthotics, 
and ice down the area, and usually your shin splits are going away. Muscular cramping, if you're getting them at night in bed, is probably because you're just overworking them in the day. If you're getting them while you're doing things, you're probably just fatiguing the muscle to the point where it's cramping up on you. But this is ba those things are basically, you know, relegated to what you're doing at that time or after something that you did. Shin splints itself is an anatomical thing that couldn't, can be treated. Muscular cramping is too vague for anybody to treat. Okay, great. It could be doing with dehydration, you might need phosphorus or calcium in your diet, but more than likely, it's due to what you've been doing that day. If you've been doing a new move, the muscles are not used to it. At night in bed, they get a jolly horse or cramp up. And that's where most, that's where I get mine anyway. I usually don't get them while I'm doing something. I get them after. That's excellent. I'm sure all of this information is going to be so helpful to um, everybody at Dancecape who visits our forums, uh, seeking information on health, on dance, on their body, on music. And um, this has been a really great interview. So I would like to thank you, Andy, for taking the time um, to discuss with us your expertise and to share with us your experiences. This foot care tip was brought to you by Latin Jam. Latin Jam's newest CD release includes two discs of the best Latin music featuring the samba, cha-cha-cha, rumba, pasadoble and jive. Listen to the sound clips of the ultimate in Latin music at www.latinjam.com. For full transcripts, register for Dancecape Easing at www.dancecape.com. Dance is passion.